You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome or welcome back to Black Hair in the Big Leagues, you guys. I'm so excited. I get to meet a new friend today and already her spirit is, oh man, she's a warm one. Her spirit, you I am so excited to talk to her and to get to know her. If you could see what I could see right now, her smile. <laughs> is just lighting up the entire room. Um, so before we get started, I do wanna say we're giving some love to Six the Musical today. Um, if you haven't already, episode 16, way back when, that might've still been in 2020, y'all. I sat down with Ms. Adriana Hicks and Britt Mack. And so drop on by and check that one out. I've not mentioned yeah. that in a long time. And they spit some truth, y'all. And while you're at it, um, hop on over to The Salisha Show and check out episode two with Abby Mueller. But today, <laughs> today we're giving some swing love. We've always loved our swings and swings have always been the backbone of shows. And, and a lot of time has been a thankless job, but I finally swung for my first time and I'm like, <laughs> okay, she's a journey and yes. she's, Yes, she's a journey. And so uh, the queen who we're talking to today, when she is on, she's not just swinging second tree from the left. <laughs> when she is on, even though we love second tree from the left, but when she is on, <laughs> she is only a leading lady. Um, so help me welcome. We've got a ball. She's a Ball State University alum who made her Broadway debut in the hit musical, <laughs> Sixth the Musical. Please put your hands together and help me welcome Kirsten Nicole Hutchins. <laughs> Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. I'm good. Uh, drinking my coffee on my day off, you know, ready to have some good discussion with my good sis. Yes. I'm, I'm having a I'm having a great morning. It's not that sunny outside, but we can bring the sun in here. 
you know what? It's it's already in here. The, the sun is yes. already in the it's in the room, honey. Yes. I am so excited to talk to you. And also, today is a Wednesday for those who are listening. Uh, I had, your day off is Wednesday. Uh huh. Has it always been like that at six, or did that is that a new thing? Yes. Um. Since we started, our day off has been Wednesday. I think it's going to shift. I want to say at the end of May. Um, but yeah, it's been Wednesday, which has been kind of nice. It's, it's weird. And the long weekends are hard, but, um, it still allows us time to like go and see other shows for right now, which has been nice because no one else is off on Wednesday. So we get to go see shows and uh, on Mondays. I am so here on Wednesdays when people still have shows. Um, and I feel like everybody has shows on Wednesday, so the options yeah. are plentiful. <laughs> Except for six. <laughs> Except for six. Okay, so Kirsten, let's get into it. How has it been? Um, I want to hear about your Broadway debut. Is it what you expected? Is it, like, tell me how you're feeling about all of it. Um, I, I don't think, I don't really know what my, I don't even know if I had any expectations, to be honest. Um. I, it all just kind of happened so quickly. Like I was supposed to start rehearsals for six, the Monday after the shutdown happened. So that was my last week. I was on tour. I was on tour with Jesus Christ Superstar. Are you talking 2020? Yes. And that was my um, last week on tour. And I was supposed to start, I think it shut down on on Wednesday or Thursday. And I was supposed to start rehearsals that following Monday. And then the shutdown happened. So I was in between, like in this weird place in between these two jobs. And I was looking so forward to, you know, like making my Broadway debut, but then so much time went by and, um, and I just, it kind of got further and further away from me. And then when it happened and it just was kind of like a whirlwind because it's it, everything that the entire world was in just like such a different place, you know, when everything started back up again. And so yeah. it happened. I feel like I was feeling like some kind of like shock value. <laughs> like I just, I couldn't believe it in a sense. It just felt, I don't want to say like anything, but it was just like so great to just be back in theater. And I just didn't know what to expect from being back in you know, back in my place of work, let alone it being on Broadway. So right, yeah. Right. Where are you based? Like where, before? I mean, you live in New York now. You're performing on Broadway, right? Yes. Um, where are you from? <laughs> Have you always been here? Were you from somewhere else? I'm uh, from Indianapolis, Indiana. After I graduated from um, college, I went to um, Chicago, and I lived in Chicago for four three or four years and then I moved to New York and then booked tour and left well I was here for what like six months and then I went on tour and so and uh, I never really got I don't think I got like a true New York experience really because then I ended up going on tour and but now I'm back living here so I feel like now I'm now I'm like actually New York based (laughs) I love that we've got very different stories, but some similarities in there with moving to the city and then moving out right away for tour. And I, from what I remember from tour, those houses on the road are can be very big, huge. Okay, okay, all right. So, <laughs> all right, exactly. So, 
when you said performing on Broadway was like kind of like, oh, okay, well, I'm just I'm back in the theater, but it accepted that it's Broadway. What did you expect it to feel so intimate? Does it feel intimate to you compared to the road? What do you think? Yes. And even even uh, also aside from the road mo- there, I mean, with the exception of, you know, places like, um, you know, like Steppenwolf or a few smaller theaters in Chicago, even the theaters in Chicago are huge. Like the Paramount, like Jury Lane, like even just the, you know, the regional theater in Chicago, those houses are insane. So like I was, I actually was so, so surprised. Like when, um, I saw my first like Broadway show. Like when I saw, I saw my first show was The Color Purple, The Revival, right? I didn't, listen, I didn't grow up being able to afford to come to New York, to afford to see Broadway, you know, elitist, but that's a conversation for another Uh uh, day. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, but Uh um, I was surprised. And also um, I saw my friend Kayla, I saw um, Waitress in um, the Brooks Atkinson. And I was like, this theater is like, so small compared to like you know all of the other theaters that you know yes on tour but also like that I was working at in Chicago so yeah it I was surprised at how small and kind of like much more intimate it was uh yeah there I feel like the Broadway theaters they're they're so old most of the theaters are so (laughs) yeah and so intimate um but before you went on for the first time, like you got back in the show, like officially you're settled in, whatever. Did you have notice? Did you know that you were going on? What was the first track you went on for? How did you? Um, so, um, I am first cover for Catherine Parr. Um, and I, you know, coming into the show and everybody had like already known it, you know, everybody needed a refresher when we got back for sure. You know, from not, from not doing it for a while, but learning the show, like I've never been a swing before. I've never done a show quite like this before. So it took a lot of adjusting for my brain. It was very difficult. I was very nervous. I just, I had so many moments where I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, you know, yes, you know I do things. know. And, and be, you know, I was like, I can't, I can't make it through one track. How am I gonna learn two more? And when, when is when is that gonna happen? So yes, girl. So I, um, I finally, you know, I've, I've started to feel solid. But it's like you never true until you go on and you do it for that first time. You can practice all you want to. You can go over things. You can know it. But until you're on that stage and in that yes. space, and it just. You click go, you just never know how it feels or what it's like. So funny story, my mom couldn't um, come to opening night because um, she is a badass and she owns, um, she's taken over uh, old Victoria's Secret in in our downtown mall in Indianapolis and has turned it into this space for a bunch of black owned businesses. There's at least 20 businesses in there. So she had the grand opening of her store. Yes, she's, 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 she's tight. So if you're in Indianapolis, go visit the She Experience inside of Circle Center Mall and fulfill all your Black-owned business desires. <laughs> wow. Yes, so. Keep going, keep going. So she, yeah. 
she had her opening um she had her opening up her store the same weekend um of opening night so she couldn't come but she had already booked um a flight to come the following weekend um and so you know because she just wanted to be around and just like you know to come see the show and to be super you know just be supportive and so I found out she got in Saturday and I found out Friday night that I was going to be in both shows on Saturday. And so when she landed, she got to see my Broadway debut and it was her first Broadway show too. Oh. She had never seen a Broadway show before. And so when she landed, she got to come in see me so it was just a special moment because I was so nervous like it's making me tear up it was me too me because, because I was so nervous and I had a lot of imposter syndrome and I was just like oh my god this is my first time doing this I'm actually on Broadway like even yes. still walking to 47th street it still doesn't seem real some days yes. but I saw her because um she was the only little black lady and she, <laughs> oh, my mama listen dresses okay she had this bright orange dress on and I could just see her even through her mask just like beaming and she was just so happy and so yeah so I had a I had a beautiful debut like it literally could not have been better because one I have to notice I didn't find out last minute nice. and my mama got to be there you know so that was that pretty is special. So <laughs> special that I feel like when you're a swing, sometimes it's so unpredictable. In fact, especially during COVID, it mostly mm -hmm. is unpredictable. And your friends can't really plan it. I think it could be easier. I've not swung on Broadway yet, um, but it could be easier when you're stationed in New York and your friends yeah. are here. It's like they're just mm -hmm. down, they can be just down the street. Um, but if you're out of town or on the road, it's it's unpredictable and the fact that your yes. mom could be there. What are the chances? Like flying in from I don't, Indianapolis, I, how does that even, you know, how does that happen? So I don't know if you believe in God. Listen. That sounds so like not a coincidence to me. In divine timing, okay? I believe in it. And it all, you know, it. I was sad that she wasn't able to experience that Broadway opening night with me, but, you know... It, everything divine timing everything happened in the way that it needed to were you, know, you on so. on that opening night that she was going to come um no exactly so this is way listen. better <laughs> listen listen the first time she saw a broadway show her baby is on that stage yes there's nothing like that and let me tell you after the show <laughs> i saw her after the show and she had her whole row of people outside waiting with her and she's like <laughs> I mean, she brought the whole road. We're not no. allowed to do stage door, nothing like that. She's like, she said, okay, okay, Kirsten, come on. I told him he was my daughter. Just, can you just take a picture? And I was just like, not you brought your whole, the road. Like, like her, like her section. She brought her VIP section from the theater outside. Shut right now. It was so exciting. It was so exciting. You told him you was my daughter. Can you just No, exactly. That's exactly how oh. she said. You know, she said, "Come on, I, I told you to come. Oh, you, you can just take take one picture, Mama. Like, please." Mama. But she was so in. She was so happy. She was so excited. So it's it literally amazing, and I wish I could hang out with you because I just feel like, like outside of this 
interview because you just seem so down to earth and so cool and you're oh, you're a mom like i you made me think of like my parents almost getting me fired from disneyland because they did the same freaking thing they're like that's our daughter i'm like that's not how disneyland works you spoiling the magic <laughs> i come out in a wig cap in a ball cap you gonna get me fired for having taken pictures listen, listen no it's like come on let's just let's just go let's just but but you know and everybody's so happy and they so happy and they just so proud you know i'm like my i can't make an exception for for your vip list <laughs> you know for the, right? for your friends that you have made talking to talking right? about them, that's my daughter right um how do you feel about the stage door how how is it going right now in do you guys do stage door is it are you able to bring people backstage again or is it still shut down because of covid mm -hmm. yep everything is still shut down um we don't there's no one no one is even allowed in the building without you know because we get tested i think we're still at three times a week and um and so there, there's a lot of testing going on we're not allowed to sign playbills it's so strange how things have evolved because yeah. now it's just turned into like you know, people still are out there waiting and they will wait, you know, and it's like we wish that we could take pictures and, you know, sign things and stuff. But it's turned into people just like making videos as in waving and just like taking videos as we come in. We're just like, hi, you know, like, thank you all for coming. It's definitely not as intimate or, you know. Yeah, yeah. it's just it's it's not the same. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Yeah. But you but it's also interesting too though because sometimes I think about it and I think about what that would look like. Uh cuz I mean I when I tell you I haven't done a stage door in I feel like since in, in so long, you know, um and what that would feel like, you know, taking that time because uh, you know I just saw this I just saw this tweet the other day where someone received an email i believe that he worked on that he's in or that they i'm sorry i don't know um i can't remember their pronouns but i think they're in Anne juliet on the west end i could be wrong but there was a tweet circulating about somebody who received an email from a fan saying that um you know we came all this way or you know like we you know we want we wanted to see we waited so long to see this and then you didn't even do st something at the stage door or something like the entitlement you know what i'm saying and people are wow you know that is we're not we, we're not required to do we've all uh, we've given a part of ourselves already you know we're just not required to do things like that yeah. and so like it makes me think now that with how things have evolved like what that looks like doing stage door and taking the time to, you know, some people, they want to, you want to get home. How, think about how this is preserving people's voices. Yes. How you kind of just get to, you know, do your show. Yeah. Wind down and kind of just say hello and acknowledge everyone and, you know, thank everyone for coming and then go and then go. Honestly, Kirsten. I was thinking about that. I was like, I watched, I think I just saw uh, MJ the musical the other night. And at, when the actors were coming out, I'm like, okay. So I, I feel two different things here because I always have done stage door. I will talk yeah. to everybody. I don't even care if they're not uh -huh. out there for me. I will sign. Don't be, 
I'll ask you about your best friends, all the things, but then I'm also home at one in the morning. Like you, you feel okay. like it's so okay. thinking about that. Right. And then to yeah. watch them, like no stage door is allowed. They're walking out. I'm like, Oh, I just get to go home. Yes. I mean, but it goes both ways because you sometimes you want to acknowledge everybody and feel you the do. love and give love and they waited. But also, uh -huh. if you don't live in Jersey or you got to commute, my commute's Brooklyn, like Brooklyn, hello on a Sunday. <laughs> I, right? <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. So, um, I it's, do. A, it's a, so it's a, it's a tricky thing and it's, you know, um, but I just, that's just a thought that had crossed my mind. I was like, oh my goodness, I wonder how late. Mm -hmm. people would get home like uh -huh. if they were taking the time and these I mean and let me tell you the queendom does not play about this show they're I, turning up honey There's so many times I've opened they've opened that door and it has been snowing outside and people are still standing up because they Kirsten. want to see their queens hello and it's Kirsten. like I cannot believe that you are oh my you and knew that like, though before like, this came came before this show came, we already knew. Backstage at Beautiful, somebody turned on one sick song. This was like 2019, maybe even before that. Somebody turned on a sick song and everybody in the whole dang dressing room simultaneously knew the words, every word, except for one girl. And she was like, uh, what did I miss? What right. did I miss? Oh my goodness. People just know the sh It's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. Okay, wait. Can you tell me? I saw somewhere that you made history. What happened? What'd you do? What happened? So, okay. <clears throat> so, I, we thought that it was this thing where I was the first person of color to play Jane Seymour. It later came out that that is not true, that there's an actress by the name of Courtney Stapleton who, um, who, and I, I believe this is what you're talking about. I don't, I don't I haven't made history no other way. You know, I'm just, I'm just here living my life like everybody else, but. <laughs> you're going to be laughing but, at that in 20 years when you're like, oh wait, actually. Right. Listen, yes. You're so an Courtney icon Stapleton, in the making, Kirsten. Go on. I'm, listen, you, you know, on. I'm just outside. I'm just, you know, I'm just. You're out in these so, streets. Doing my best. You know, I'm just outside, you know. I see you. So. Courtney Stapleton was an, um, an alternate in um, over on the West End. And she, I believe that she was actually the first person to do it. But I mean, if it's worth anything, I was the first, I mean, I'm the first uh, black uh, person of, I'm, 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 mm -hmm. I'm a person of color. I'm the first black person um, to do it on Broadway and the first black person to do it in um, the principal costume. You know, we don't have any wow. alternate costumes. You know, I got up there in my black and white and same heart wow. of stone. And how was it? I felt like I was make history for me. It was, it was, I just, I, it was, it was wonderful. It was a, it was a, it was a great feeling. I think that might be one of my favorite ones to do. Really? Yeah. And like, what? I mean, come on. The way that Abby. <sighs> Don't get me started. Friday, stream it, listen to it. You'll feel it. She is a vocal technician. It's stupid. She, and it's... her voice is stupid. Yes. I mean, praise and worship. If you listen, <laughs> when I listen to Abby sing Heart of Sun, 
I mean, honestly, it make you it make you throw your hands up in the air. You just gotta, you know, I that the her throat is anointed. It's, okay, it's <laughs> it, anno- it feels like worship. <laughs> it does. It does. A tear always pops out of my eye when I hear her sing. It's so. Yeah, yeah. It's just different and just it just it, it just you don't think it can even get any better it just gets better i would love to see you in that role so you you cover par uh Erica. jane seymour and anna cleaves and anna of cleaves oh, oh my god so different and fun There's... you know okay wait so i have to ask are you wigged do you wear your own hair how do you feel about all the things I am wigs for Jane Seymour. Hello, baby. That is a custom lace frontal unit. Shut up, and you Jason. cannot tell me that I'm not living my best black here in life I when I are. am up there as Jane Seymour. Okay. You can't tell me nothing. Henry, get my hair done. Okay, Henry. Shut the, 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 he kept my he kept my shit laid. Okay. Oh so my it's gosh. A, a fresh blowout with my crown on when I'm on for Jane Seymour. And then when I'm on I for par, you. I just I um, you know, there was a there were talks about me having um um a piece that was similar to the texture of Anna's hair, Anna Ozela, and I said, Yeah, no, um, that's really not me at all. It had wow. taken away all of my the strength that I have built up in learning par, I was like, that's just, that just doesn't feel like me. So I wear my own hair for par wow. and I wear my own hair for please. That's, that's great. I'm so yeah. happy. And they listen to you. Yeah. And, and I think that that is something that's special about um, six is I put that piece on and I sent, and I took a, a selfie and I sent it to, um, to Lucy Moss, who is, you know, one of the writers and uh, directors. And I said, yeah, nah, this is, this is not, this ain't it. Girl, no, for, I mean, like, and not even like, you know, because I, I understand and I also respect, um, you know, I respect collaboration. <clears throat> collaboration and, um, and respecting people's visions. So, you know, with par, there's certain, there's special, there's lines, there's, um, you know, height, there's a, there's a, you know, the, the, um, the hair designer has been, was, very, you know, had a vision that was very specific, but I'm like, if, even if we go that route, like, can we at least have my texture hair? Right. 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 Any, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mixed. That's not the hair. That's not the texture of my hair, you know? So we just got to get closer to it being me. And so we were just like, wow. so Lucy was like, no, absolutely. Cut that shit. What do you want? Like, what, do, what makes you feel you? And I'm like, my lot. Like, that's my strength is in that for this role. So. <laughs> yes. Yes. When people, especially people who look like you, see you on that stage, Kirsten, <sighs> that's what keeps me going truly honestly seriously whenever that's what that's all that's that's all I think about yes when I'm on stage you know it's that's that's so special to me uh to advocate for that how long have you had your locks have you always I'm trying to remember no I haven't I started it they look great thank you I I love the shaved on the side 
Thank you. Yeah, you know, I just try to do something. So for JCS, I have my side shaved, but I had not had similar color and um and like dimension and stuff, but it was just like uh it was just I just it just wasn't locked. I just like had a short, like real cute haircut. Um, but I got during the pandemic, y'all couldn't go and get a haircut. I got sick, my color had started growing out. I was sick of looking at myself looking crazy. <laughs> I literally one day got up and I just went. I was so bored during we couldn't do nothing. I'm sure I had some liquor too. And I just went and just started, I just twisted my hair. I said, I'm gonna start this lock journey. And I wanna say it's been um it's been like it's been a year or so. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, did, you point. did it yourself? Is that Yes. No. Yes. I do what? hair. That's what I was trying. I was trying to figure out, you know, like what, you know, yes, the in the in the um it was I think it's a, a really a coincidence because I didn't know if you knew anything about like me doing hair, like me being on payroll for hair on Jesus Christ Superstar. What? Wait, yes. no, I did not know this. This is why, this is why we touch on Divine this. Divine timing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was on payroll. I had to come up with, so it's funny. So my Instagram name is She Speaks Music. Yes. I came up with that when I was in, I don't even know, whenever I first got an Instagram and it just has, it's like been my trademark and I'm like sticking to it. Like I joined an interior design course and that so I, I i coined she speaks interior on instagram and then i had to come up with a name to like put on my invoices for on the tour and so it was she speaks hair and i just like had a pair of like shears and she speaks hair i had to come up with this whole thing how how long have you done hair uh since i was very 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 little i had like little mannequin heads and i would fry the hair off the no <laughs> and I had the I had the mannequin hands like the Barbies that was you know they it was they they hid it when it was up in a ponytail it looked like they had a bunch of hair and you took it down it was bald in the middle yes. you know <laughs> so, yes. so I was just playing with it and what made me do that is I was sick of my mama giving me childish ass hairstyles like <gasps> I was like when I got older and I'm talking like 12 13 I was sick of her putting those barrettes like barrettes in my hair you didn't like the barrettes that's I know. You know. I was just like, it's time for me to, and you know, it's like it's time for me to what Celia say enter into creation. And yeah. I said, I need yes. to. <laughs> I need. Come on. <laughs> I just wanted my hair to be different ways. I was sick of waiting for people to do it like I wanted, so I learned it myself. I, I okay. I okay. <laughs> I am just so. I freaking love you on so many stupid levels like Kirsten <laughs> oh how have I not run into you in a hallway I somewhere I don't know he said what did Celie say into into creation <laughs> she said it's time for me to enter into come on okay well, wait so how'd you do your hair when you was 12 or 13 because that's around the time I was like you can't tell me nothing I I'm sorry my camera keeps getting fuzzy um you I would straighten my hair all the time so how was you trying to wear your hair Yes, straighten. I was straightening it. Oh, you couldn't tell me nothing when I learned how to do a sew-in. I was doing my own sew-ins. What? Like your yes, own sew-ins? That was my hustle in high school. I would charge girls forty dollars to do their sew-ins in high school. Yeah. Who taught you how to do a sew-in? Was YouTube even around when we was? 
No, that's so crazy. I mean, my mom, she she did hair. My sister was a beautician for a while. I played around in my Barbies and learned how to braid and stuff. And I just, I learned a way that worked for me to braid my own hair. And then I just, it was just a matter of just like, practicing girl who goes to abuse now stuff is expensive people are paying all this money for this expensive hair no I remember back look back in the day like I'm not you know but you know (laughs) when I was younger like going to the beauty supply and getting a pack of hair you know for like 50 bucks and that's just that's how that's what it was and just sewing it down getting my first needle and thread just practicing on myself and I started doing it on other people and making money on it in high school yes imagine that again there's someone for 50 bucks these days Mm-mm. yeah oh no no honey i feel like black women with them sewings they'd be like i can't afford lunch today but my hair is laid though hello but- i think back on that I, sometimes i forget that i was no i was really doing that and i was doing natural hair too because i was i was one of the only people for a while, like back, like in my friend group, who besides the girls who had, you know, what was considered like really pretty ethnic hair, you know, what was what was what kind of the kind of hair that was like fetish fetishized, you know, like um, looser curls. Those loose curl. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The 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 mixed girls, the like, you know. But I my coils were tight. I got four C hair, and it wasn't as it wasn't as acceptable and as popular, you know, when I was a freshman in um, I, high school as it is now when everybody is embracing it, which yeah. I love to see. But like at that point, I was having to do natural styles on myself, doing two strand wow. twists, braiding and stuff. I like, did not know what that stuff was back then. That is so. Yeah. And also like. I I know I know I'm very aware I'm light skinned whatever but my and my curls it, I'm not 4C but when mm-hmm. growing up I was time. I was surrounded by a lot of white kids mm-hmm. and they, like these curls I mean I I really embrace my frizz I love a frizzy yes, moment it makes love. it like extra big but um back in the yes. day like these curls weren't it either it's just it has to be straight or else yeah. Like, Yes. It's not. Yeah. When yeah, did you? Yeah, there were some girls that were frying just just beautiful hair, just being fried. Yeah. Perm. Yes. You know, did you ever perm? I did, and I went back and forth. I had a um, I had a person who was like some of the worst. And I look back and like I just can't believe I did that to myself. But that's just you know that was just the way that was the way of the world. But yeah. I did in middle school. And then when I, towards the end of middle school, going into high school, that's when I cut my hair off and I went natural and I just like embraced it and just like let it be. Wait, wait, it towards is. the end of middle school? Yeah. I want to meet your family because <laughs> I sometimes like, be, were they supportive? Oh, my mom, like that's, um, that's how I learned how to do, you know, a lot of hair and yeah, my mom, she, she let me make the decision. And like I said, like I went, I was natural for a while. And then like it had started to get so long that I wanted to see my length. And instead of just like ironing it out or whatever, blowing it out, I wanted to get a perm again, which, you know, now I regret, but then, you know, you just hair is hair. And then you can always start over, but yeah, no, my mom, she, 
I she was the person she would go back and forth too. I mean, I'll tell you, one day she'd have a, a cute big chop, the next she have a perm and 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 but like with real short hair using the real small curlers, you know, like making like, you know, like so she did stuff like that. She was very my mom was very supportive and you know, we I grew up listening to like we listened to Lettucey, Erica Bide, like we were that was the you know what I'm saying, that's the yes. that that afrocentric like that's the that's the the vibe of see what you're describing i think is really special because i feel like especially our parents generation um not everybody is like what your mom sounds like that's mm -hmm. supportive and i it's just it's a blessing and my hope for the future kirsten mm -hmm. is that our generation going forward we can be that supportive of like the generation after us because it's a beautiful thing. I think I even saw a photo of you and your mom with the same hairstyle like cut. And I hope and listen and if she listens to this, um she likes to listen. She <laughs> locked her hair after me. She wanted oh, to be like me. <laughs> So she shaved her hair off. And it's so funny because especially now we already look so much alike, but especially now with our hair the same, You're it's twins. It's like twin, truly twins. Like it, because you know that black don't crack. Oh, my mama is Come about on. to turn fifty, and she'll tell the world. But she, she where, where, where she listen. She where. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, I obviously we could talk about this forever. And I told you I was going to get you out five minutes ago. And I just, now, now, it's okay. I'm just so like, I am, I think you're awesome. <laughs> I appreciate you. I think we, we just, we just sparked a new friendship. I think so too. Abby told me, she said, Oh my gosh, you're going to love her. You know, and I was like, all right, Abs. You know, I feel like, a lot of things that you have on social media it's very like black girl magic like supporting your your other sisters out there and it just feels very like inclusive and cool and also you're um openly queer is that right yes 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 and it's so versatile like you can be super feminine in one shot and just super freaking cool and like in the next it's very it's very i don't know it's kind of inspiring um that's my vibe truly like that is i anybody will tell you like that's my vibe i love to throw on a hat i love the whole like femme mask energy like and, uh, yeah i just love to tap into all of that like that's how truly is it how is it um moving through spaces as a queer woman In for me for me fine because i don't think that um that i present in a way that would make me like feel ostracized there are other people who i feel like may have different yeah. you know, like different answers to that question. But I feel like I just kind of moved through for, for people don't, my queerness, I feel like it's not my, like my blackness. Like when I walk into a room, everybody, I'm, I'm really? black. 
you know, but I feel like, I don't know, like, I don't think that that is necessarily a label that people put on me upon just like without knowing who I am. So, you know, where I feel like- I would not have known if you didn't like post it, like- You know what I'm saying? So like for other people, I feel like um, that's, and that's just, that's just how the world goes and how quickly people are able to put labels on people. And unfortunately, like what those specific labels like look like, what kind of images people have created for, you know, like, queer people but yeah I don't know I feel I'm okay I I feel safe and I don't think that that is the case for all queer people okay that's very fair and also I think it's kind of cool that you are exactly who you are you're very comfortable in your skin that's what it seems like to me obviously Mm -hmm. correct me if I'm wrong um but you seem very confident and um comfortable in your skin and I love that you are where you are who you are in this time space everything like mm-hmm. your Broadway debut you are openly all of this th- all of these things and I I hope that like going forward that just keeps like continuing to open doors for the people who come after you yes that's you the, know that's the hope that's the prayer seriously uh, how is it uh walking through spaces as a black woman, as a black person um, you, in life or in the Broadway community, however you'd like to answer that. Um, uh, you know, it, that's such a, that's such a, like a loaded question, but you know, like, you know, I think to sum it up, just always, always fighting for myself always fighting for myself, always fighting for, um, for us, always, um, you know, just trying to be a voice and I don't know, just like always being alert, you know, there's something about black people, like where we just always, it's not even, it's not even necessarily defensive, but we just always have to be ready. I'm just always ready. I'm just always, I'm always, I stay ready. Stay ready so you ain't got to get ready. (laughs) Can I ask you advice? Yeah. Okay. So, and I've, I feel like I've talked to so many people and this comes up and I feel like so equipped and then it happens in the moment. I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? (laughs) Right. Okay. So, um, if you, experience a microaggression or something that is not cool we'll just say that in the moment are you able to like say something or like do you need to take a minute and come back like how do you handle it Garrison? if that's the in that um that's hard because for me i'm a person I think everybody would say, like, I'm a person, like, I have to, um, because it will stick in my, my Virgo mind forever. I, <laughs> I, I, I need answers. So, like, but for me, sometimes, if it's something that happens in the moment, so a lot of times things will happen, and it won't be until after the fact that I realize that it wasn't right. Right. I feel like Will Smith you know, sometimes, like, <laughs> wait a minute, now I'm going to punch you in the face, like, wait, like, wait, I, <laughs> that. 
it really do be like that. Like you, you know laughing at so first. Like, so yeah. So sometimes it'll be like, wait, but actually no. And then I just I think that there's a <laughs> after if in the moment, sometimes when things happen in the moment, like sometimes I just I just I just I just say stuff. Uh oh. <laughs> Not out of pocket or anything, but it just like I just I just need to I said what I said, you know. I um, said what I, I said. I said what I said, but you know, if it's something that happens and you have a and you think about it and stuff, I think that there's a way. Sometimes I almost think that that's better because I'm able to I also like to articulate exactly what it is that I'm feeling. I don't I never if I'm gonna when I say things. And unfortunately, I think that's something that we also have to deal with where we have to like get where we feel like we need to have things all in order before we can speak our mind without actually freely being able to talk and say things. So like some, but, but also that's just how I am as a person anyways. Like I I like to articulate exactly what it is that I'm feeling. So sometimes it works in my favor when something out of pocket happens and I'm like, Uh wait, but that wasn't right. Right. And I feel this way about it. And this is why I feel that way about it. Now it's time to address it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You know, does that make sense? It does. Um, And Kirsten, what makes you feel seen? And that can be as a black queer person, as a woman, as whatever. What makes Kirsten Nicole Hodgins feel seen? Me feel seen. When I see, when I see little black girls in the audience light up when I'm on that stage in one of those costumes, when I get messages from queer, I mean like non-binary teens and black queer, um, you know, black queer kids that will send me messages and tell me, Thank you for, because sometimes you don't even like, I'm very blessed to have parents who, you know, parents, uh, my mother, next the S, but, you know, to have my mom who has been very supportive and it's never been a question. And it's, it's not like that, you know, um, a lot of the time. So I feel like sometimes, and that's another part of the privilege that I was, that I was explaining before, where it's like my queerness has yet to like really work against, has been like a thing that has been worked, uh, that has worked like mm. against me. I feels like a privilege to not, a privilege that I have to not, um, you know, just to, to, to be seen sometimes in that way off, you know, like first glance. But so sometimes, um, to me that it throws me off, but it makes me feel seen because it's like, oh, like that really does, that really affects somebody. Like they really see a place for themselves by me just openly like living my life. And sometimes I forget that because it seems kind of easy for me and it feels so crazy to say, but it just, it hasn't been that much of a struggle. So that makes me, that makes me feel seen and it makes me go even harder because I just want to continue to it just like to inspire and to let people know queer black no matter how you identify you know to know that there is a that there is a space for you and that that 
that space could be where I am. It's just going to continue to get better. So that makes me feel seen when I, when I, when I feel like I'm inspiring. (sighs) I, I feel warm and fuzzy right now. Oh, I do. Yeah, I think that you're so awesome, and I'm so happy that you stopped by Black Hair in the Big Lakes. I'm so happy. This was I was looking so forward to this. You know, like this is this is this is where it's at. These are the vibes. You know, Kirsten, you mentioned it during our chat together, but how can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at she speaks music everything spelled the way that it is spelled in real no life. extra in real <laughs> life no hyphens no periods just she speaks music and i think that i don't know we'll see how long that stays with me probably forever okay all right <laughs> or you can also catch her in six the musical yes where i am occasionally a part of the history mix um Come and see me. I will have either um, died, was divorced, (laughs) or survived. Come on. Come on. Come on. Uh, Y'all, Kirsten Nicole Hodgins, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. And that wraps another episode of Black Hair in the Big League. Y'all, I'm so honored to have such great guests on this show. And if there's somebody who you want to listen to, please drop me a note on my Instagram at Salisha Thomas or at Black Hair Podcast and slip into those DMs and let me know what you want to hear, who you want to hear from. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast, rate it, leave a review, tell a friend, follow us on Patreon at Black Hair in the Big Leagues. Y'all, I am so grateful that you are part of this community. It would not be the same without you. (laughs) Shout out to Wilton Music for producing my theme song, Love COD. Shout out to Colin Tabor for editing this episode and most of these episodes. And shout out to you for listening. Y'all, my heart is so big and I feel so grateful. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Black Hair in the Big Leagues. I'm your host, Alicia Thomas. See you next week. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.